On this episode, we discuss if this Mario game has the best overall Mario level of all time. Larry is very enthusiastic about it. We discuss if this is a great jumping in point for the Super Mario universe. And Larry tries to make me choose between Zelda and Mario. Come and hang out with us two brothers on the final game of Season 3. The best Mario game I have played since Super Mario 64. No, really. This game has a few of my favorite levels in the entire Mario franchise packed into it, and possibly even my single favorite of the entire series. However, that packing comes with a lot of bloat, plus strange motion control implementations, small camera issues, and a subpar music list that makes me want to leave this Disney Park-styled video game and take me back to the hub worlds of yore. Is this the best 3D Mario game? Is it the true succession of what Super Mario 64 promised us all those long years ago? There's a lot to unpack, but Super Mario Odyssey is a fantastic game with so much content and interesting little sandboxes to mess around in, it's 100% worth your time. If you like 3D platformers. I don't think this will convert a Mario hater out there, but it's that luscious piece of cheesecake after a hearty meal to us Mario lovers. Eat up and enjoy and go back for another round. So, on the final game of Season 3, let's talk about it for a bit. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? And welcome to the final episode, technically, final game of Season 3. Well, yeah, but you already ruined it. You let everyone know in your intro that it's worth your time. 100%. <laughs> that lovely voice is the curmudgeon Larry. Cheers to that. Hi. 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 You're not going to introduce me? That's rude. <laughs> you call me curmudgeon. Sorry. Hi, that's Mike. <laughs> I think I said hi like five different times right there. <laughs> you got to give me a name. I always give myself a name. Oh, I'll give the over-promising Mike. That's rude. I was going to say Mario Michael, I mean, you, you but whatever. Can't, you cannot say a game is 100% worth your time while also saying that if, if you're a Mario you like hater. like 3D platformers, dot, dot, dot. Mm, okay. Mario Perfection 3D platformers. I'm I'm happy to talk about this game. Mario um, Perfection. Do you think this game's perfect? No. It's okay. a Mario Perfection. Okay. The evolution. Hey, you know, let's do something we haven't done in a while. How long did you play the game for? We haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> Feels like. <laughs> Five hours, 50 minutes, and 30 seconds it took me to beat this game. How long to beat since 12 and a half hours? So I just flew through this game. Now, I have spent over 60 hours on this game collecting that, that's, moons and all That's what I was asking. <laughs> How much time did you spend on the game? Ooh, on this specific trying to beat it, 161. You beat the entire game in five yeah, hours? Yeah. Almost six. 161 moons. Expert over here. Okay. Yeah, we... I say we because it was me and my daughter who played it. We played this for a total of 27 hours and 15 minutes. I have no idea how long it took us to beat the game, but we did beat it, and we ended up with 94 Power Moons. Stars. Moons. They are moons. Power Moons, whatever. They <laughs> freaking every Mario game switches up the name. <laughs> Shines, moons, stars, yeah. <sighs> All Shines the abu. I hate that one. Right. <laughs> it's got some problems. So your intro is... Yeah, can I make one clarification on my intro? I said it's the best Mario game that I've played since Super Mario 64. Outside of Mario 3D World, I'm not even going to talk about Bowser's Fury. This is the only Mario game I've played, so I skipped a lot. Like, you know, I didn't play uh, Galaxy, I didn't play Galaxy 2, Galaxy 2, and whatever the other one was 3D Land on the 3DS. Yeah, so like, 
you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But okay, hit me with whatever you. So were you about like to say. this better than 3D World? Agree. Yes. Okay. Interesting. What about it is that you like? Because th- you said something about you wanted to bring back the whole hub world. What? So what's missing in Super Mario Odyssey? So uh, the argument I would make is this game has segments of very memorable good worlds, but I would argue that the two biggest issues with this game are the prevalence of how often you get uh, the power moons. There's like this weird, you don't have that thing where in Super Mario 64, you're able to like, okay, I have to decide, do I want to do this again? I'm already here. Should I get the easy star or should I keep going and grab this one over here? Because you gotta start over. Every yeah, time. you don't. There isn't any of that in this game, which you know I'm not saying that's necessarily the best way of going about it, but because of that, when you're in the level, I'd argue about half the levels in this game are pretty forgettable, and I, it felt like it was like in every half, other. Really? Yeah, I was not a fan of quite a few of the different maps. And again, like I said with my intro, there's a lot that I I definitely liked, or at least a couple, but. There was just something weird about how easy it was to get a lot of the power moons in this game. It didn't feel like there was always a challenge. I didn't have too many times where when I collected one or I watched my daughter collect one, I was kind of like, oh, that, that, was, that was pretty clever. Now, it definitely happened occasionally, but I don't know. There, there was just something off about it. And that's why that's where I argued with the bloat because you had, you know, you, you still had like the, what was it, 50 of the blue coins to collect. You still had purple. stuff like that. Purple? Whatever. It's a joke inside there. <laughs> I mean, I don't see color very well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just, I would have liked them to maybe get a little more clever. And at least maybe the early power moons make them easier. But give me some middling and later ones that are a little more difficult to get. And and I'm sure that's the case with because yes. there's so many in it. How many total? 999 yeah. <laughs> or a thousand I don't know exactly which that's just to me that's like the Korok seeds from <laughs> Breath of the Wild it's like really <laughs> I'm at 993 in my other file so I'm very close I jeez okay I can't even imagine but yeah that would be my biggest thing is like I actually kind of liked when getting stuff coming back to a hub world and then deciding how I wanted to go to the next level I didn't like the little mini screen where it's just a slider switching between the levels. It it felt like it took me out of the Mario experience doing that. That's what I loved about Mario 64. When I was out of the level, I was at my home, which was the castle. And there was exploring to do in the castle and secret mm-hmm. star, secret areas. Yeah, and so it just, it never felt in Mario 64 like I was ever taken out of the game. I was taken out of the world, but not the game. Where in this, I felt like I suddenly was at like a I don't know, like a smartphone game with the slider and the, like I just really really hated that decision by the which is weird I mean it's been a long time since you played like Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers 3 I mean it's basically that you have the mini I guess it's a little different though right because there's stuff on the map there's a lot of movement yeah th- th- and that's all probably my biggest takeaway even in those games you at least can see the world you're still yes. in it this I, I just really really hated that never decision never really thought about that it is a weird perspective it doesn't feel as inviting or anything well and it's one of those things like right in the at the end of the day it's a small thing but aesthetically i don't know what it was every time we'd like hey let's go to a different level okay let's go into this menu and 
just scrubbed. It just felt so weird for a Mario game. I just was not a fan of it at all, and it felt like it always took me out of the experience. We're going to have to talk about Super Mario Galaxy one of these times then, because that has Super Mario 64 more. Okay, I, yeah, I think Galaxy might be one of those games where I really do have to go back and maybe give it a shot. Absolutely. So, I guess with the collecting, there's a crap ton of moons in this game, right? I feel like it does make you want to explore. The old games did this, obviously, because in Super Mario 64, I wanted to see all of the edges of this level. Do you feel like it makes you, because there are so many and you can just do like a little butt stop, butt, butt stop on a little <laughs> section of grass and you'll get a star, you'll move this little thing, you'll get a star, or moon, whatever, we're going to probably call them stars a million times. Do you find that makes you explore every nook and cranny more because there's more options for there to be a moon in that area? Yeah, I think the thing that started happening with me, okay, if I'm playing Devil's Advocate, yeah, you get rewarded for exploration much more often. The thing that I found myself doing in this game was constantly looking at, okay, how many do I need to get to the next spot, you know, to power the our ship up? And I started getting into a pattern where... It was just like, okay, I just need four more. Where, let me go find some. And I started getting into this issue where I felt like I wasn't enjoying the level as much. I was just trying to figure out where are the next four because I want to go to the next level to, to progress. And that especially happened on levels I didn't enjoy. Again, there was a couple. I was like, I want to stay in this level and just explore a ton. I just felt like they needed a little more of that. Because I would argue the moon placements sometimes are very creative. Like yeah, you said. Oh no, like you said. Oh, yeah. But I do go back and forth in this concept because I think of Super Mario 64, you know, some of those were throwaway stars or whatever, but I feel like they're more planned out. But that is also because when you get out of the level, they can load something else in if you pick a certain star. Yeah, I think I would also argue this is a prime example of having a Mario game, and you can do what this game did, but having more tightly knit, smaller, maybe packed levels that only have like 10 stars in them in that level and then but don't you know don't make it so big so you don't have to blow your budget with all these gigantic maps but they get clever like do like a, a house or like a small mansion don't have all this ton of stuff so then you have all these smaller ones and then there's a couple of really big maps as well that maybe they have 30 stars or something i think like that, that would be super cool i, I think I, I feel like they could get more creative that way too yeah you have like five giant levels yep and then a bunch of smaller little experiences yeah and and have them really be tighten it and focused and there's like a certain gameplay mechanic built into them i feel like that's the route that i would like to see mario continue to go and because because it would be like you have these moments where it's like okay let me go t do this smaller level i can feel like i get my achievement done quicker because it's like you know you can go in get everything it's still a really clever level but then there's the big massive levels that have a ton of stars but it's going to take you longer to master it i like that i guess play style more so speaking of mechanics, did you like the capture mechanic overall? You know, I, I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to talk about this one. I, honestly, I would say for the most of the game, I thought it was cheeky was the word that I would use. I, it was okay until I found my favorite one. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Which one was that? Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to hold off because it's in my favorite level. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I, well, we can get back to that. I feel like for the most part, it just added to what I liked about all the moons in the level. It just made me want to go explore. Because I want to see use this 
characters, this enemy's ability, and see where I can get to. You know, actually, what? and maybe this is like video gaming it too much. What would have been kind of nice, and maybe there is, and I just didn't look at it, the menus. Have a, like, a collection mechanic of, like, how many cappies there are. Like, captures? There is a... There in the menu, it's a little weird. It shows you which ones you've collected. Oh, does it? Okay, so maybe I just missed that. So then, yeah, because then I like that. And again, it, it's hard to say. I don't hate the mechanic. Like, it is an absolutely a Mario-style type thing. Mario does this. I'm not going to complain about it. There's definitely times where I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. Or I did kind of like the idea of when you saw an enemy on doing stuff and you saw their move sets, you were like, ooh, I would like to try that. Like, that. That's it's cool. And then you can just throw your cap at everything, and you're like, yeah. you sometimes get surprised by what you can turn into like a taxi or a a sewer head (laughs) there's a lot of very very random ones but i I will say that does bring me to the topic of talking about the cap itself i had a love-hate relationship with the cap because of the motion control implementation with it i despised that I, I mean, you don't, don't generally have to use the motion controls. I think there might be one or two, a couple. A There's handful. a couple times it pops up, but it's like you can tell it's designed around that's the way they wanted you to play it. It, it feels like this was like a, it, almost like a throwback to like when Xbox used to you know, throw Kinect features into games. This feels like it was like they added this in a time where, okay, no one wants this anymore, but it was built in there thinking maybe this will be big. That's kind of what it felt like to I me. I feel like, for the most part, it feels natural, somewhat. I mean, I played it on the Pro Controller for the most part. I don't know how. I've played it handheld a little bit. But generally, I don't rely on the motion controls. Gotcha. Like, yeah. when I think of Zelda, if I'm playing Zelda and the Sheikah Slate, or I'm aiming with my bow and just moving my controller, mm-hmm. I like that stuff. But platforming, mm, not much. Like, throwing your hat up in a circle or whatever, I don't really like that, having to move. And my controller or whatever, that's kind yeah. of dumb. But I do love throwing your cap, holding, I think it's Y, and being able to jump on okay. it. Oh, and, my gosh. And 100%. Okay, you took the words on my mouth. That's what I was going to talk about. That's why I wanted to say the hat I was 50-50 on. That part of it, not so much. My goodness. The added, <laughs> the added ability to like traverse the map using your hat as another jump-off point is brilliant, and they should never get rid of it. I love that mechanic in this game. I thought that was brilliant that they added that. Yeah, Mario feels amazing too. Just rolling, running around, doing his side jumps, his back jumps. Like you know, speaking of which, so you remember all the way back in season one when we talked about Mario 3D World slash Bowser's Fury, just Bowser's Fury. Well, obviously we talked about the other games <laughs> too. But I brought up how in most Mario games, there's this weird mechanic when you jump and you hit a ledge at a certain point that your character like. You think they should auto hug it or grab it, but they don't. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. They didn't have that in this game. No. I thought platforming wise, outside of the city level, I never had an issue with the camera in this game. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they've. I feel like there's always going to be in 3D platformers a chance for the camera to get wonky, right? But they've definitely smoothed that out as they've gone along. Oh, it struggled on some of the areas on the city <laughs> levels. Going up those, which, and I for, I forgave him because I'm like, this is the first time Mario's ever been in a place like this. So I'll <laughs> forgive him. But there was a couple times where the camera just didn't know what to do. <laughs> That's true. Granted, I feel like those are, again, far and few in between yeah. now as you go along. And sometimes there's kind of this, I don't know, it's almost like this joy when it happens. It's like, oh, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> Thank you for screwing up. <laughs> uh. I did see real quick. You brought up. You made a weird face to me when I brought up about the music. Did yeah. you? 
that um, the theme song, Jump Up Superstar, yeah, yeah. amazing. Okay, again, when I say subpar music list, to me, the theme song, the song that's being sang in the the city level, and then I thought the song in my favorite map was okay. Outside of that, I didn't feel like there was like the mainstay like crazy you know good what? music You're in this game. Kind of right though. Like one of my favorite levels has one of my favorite tracks in this game, and it's really really good. They went with a different. T it didn't seem like the the music was. While you're thinking of your thought, I, I will say this. I feel like, and maybe nostalgia is playing a large part of it, the difference between this game and, again, I'll bring up Super Mario 64, is when I think of Super Mario 64 and I think of the levels, I hear the music in my head. Like, yeah, the music's okay, already playing. That's what I was trying to get. I don't it's more do subdued. That. It's more subdued or, like, yeah. it's almost a backdrop. Yes. Where, like, I feel like, I don't know why I keep bringing up this comparison, but Zelda has very ambient music as you're mm -hmm. exploring the level. And I almost think they wanted to do that with this game. They didn't do it nearly as well. Okay, so can you take away your weird side eye you gave me and say, like, I truly think, I don't think the music is anything memorable in this game. I mean, there's memorable tracks. But yeah. maybe overall, maybe I can give you that one a little bit. I'm, I'm seeing the wheels spin a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You, you hit that realization as soon as you, because think about it. Think of the levels in the game and try and remember what the music sounds like. I know Canon Falls like this. I will consider that the truth. What's the music like on the moon? First of all, spacey. <laughs> is, there, is there music on the moon? It's very... <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'll get you. I'll give it to you. There's very few musical tones that I know. Some of my favorite levels, though, had good music, which we'll get there eventually. But yeah, you're right. The music is uh, not to that Mario standard. And I think it's just because they pulled back a little bit. When it goes hard, it goes hard. Oh, agreed, 100%. But it, it is one of those things, though, where, man, because especially for... It's probably more me than you. I, Super Mario 64 is the one that I compare it to because it's the last really big 3D Mario game that I ever played. And that was, like, a glaring omission for me because I, I literally... I probably could hum the tune of most of the levels in that game. And again, I get it. I played it a lot. I was a kid. Things are memorable back then. But... It is kind of interesting to me that it's that difference. And I hope future Mario games go back to more of that style. Yeah, Super Mario Galaxy is known for its, like, orchestral tracked mm -hmm. OST. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting that that's kind of bugging me now. It's weird <laughs> that I can't think, like, but my that favorite little guy's got to I'm really curious oh. to see, like, if we... I, I'm, I think I told you the other day, like, predicting you thought we'd have one of three of the same levels. Yeah. I said there's a possibility of two but I, I, it's probably like one and a half would be like the over-under. Okay. We'll find out when we get there because you know we got to talk about the levels themselves and the boss battles and a lot more coming up. But before we get into that, because, Mike, you are literally the worst transitioner to your little history lesson that you always do. <laughs> what? You might as well just bring up when this game was published <laughs> and came out and all that. Fine. Super Mario Odyssey was developed by Nintendo EPD and published by Nintendo on October 27th. 2017. I don't have any history notes. I read through a couple things. I do like that the developers of this game, like the, you know, Mario developers, the big guys, right? They kind of took a back seat and they let the new people alone with their devices. And I think that was a very good choice. Because, you know, the people that grew up making or playing and loving Mario games are probably yeah, the ones making them now. 100%. And I like that 
it was a lot different, right? If I still remember that E3 trailer. It was either the E3 trailer or the uh, Nintendo Switch reveal trailer where there's the dinosaur and then Mario just pops out of the sewer and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, and that's the thing, right? Mario is one of those franchises. Uh, you know, Zelda has it. Nintendo has a couple of them where when a mainline 3D Mario game pops up, it is a, an experience around the world. And it's always fun when like that first reveal hat because we're we're in the moment right now. I, I don't think by time we're we're recording this a little before the episode comes out. I don't think there will be an announcement before then, but as of right now, we're still waiting. I mean, I predicted that we would have a Super Mario Odyssey two or a next 3D Mario this fall. Please be right. I'll take another one in October 27, <laughs> 2017, six years later. Give me the Breath of the Wild and Odyssey 2.0. Give me Tears of the Kingdom and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jeez. Whatever it is. <laughs> I'm not making a name. Super Mario. No, I got, I got nothing. I wonder how long it takes them to make names. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend Super Mario Odyssey to someone who's never played a Mario game before? Larry. 100%. I think this may be one of the easiest recommendations ever. Again, I keep bringing up Super Mario 64. I actually don't know if I would recommend that to people. It is a frustrating game to play nowadays. <laughs> this is the perfect example. I would argue the first level, probably, like that ghostly like intro, that's a terrible intro to the game. Okay, I'm, I'm the same way. I know what they're doing. It's a different vibe because it was know, like Mario, they're trying to do a story. Yeah, Mario loses in the beginning. I, yeah. I like that change up too. You know, I mean, he sometimes loses. Technically, he loses all the time because princess gets stolen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a little bit more somber than I wanted it to be. And when you get to Canyon Falls, you're like, oh, okay. Yes. This is the first level. And, and listen, I, I would also argue this. We're we're in the podcast game. We're starting to figure out YouTube a little bit. You got to hook people within the first little bit of time. It's just not a great, like, I'll tell you what, I got to experience it with my daughter. She gave me the controller. She was not feeling the first level whatsoever. And as soon as we got to Cannon Falls, she snatched the controller from me. (laughs) So, oh, look at all this color. I just honestly think they could have maybe done an interesting little cutscene to get all that figured out and have us drop into Cannon Falls. I think that would have been the smart way to go. Canyon Falls. Canyon, sorry. I mean, I could be saying that wrong. But uh, yeah, this is a really, really solid platformer. Some of the best movement in the business. Mario is so fun to control that you give this to a young person or a new person, whatever, they're probably going to enjoy themselves. And I would, yeah, I would, if I, if somebody came over to my house and they're like, I've never played Mario, I would drop them into a certain level, like Canyon Falls. Just be like, here, go. And I honestly think the capture mechanic adds a fun level of discovery to the game too. Because you can like, whenever you're, like I said earlier, when you're seeing an enemy, my daughter used to do it all the time. She'd be like, oh, I want to do that. And so she'd go out of her way, even if it was nowhere near the power moon star or whatever, power moon. You said it right the first time. Yeah. She would go out of her way to go capture something just to see what she could do. And it's just a fun thing to add to the game. And it works for new players. And I've said in the intro that this is the spiritual successor to Super Mario 64, and that really hits home after you beat the game, too. That additional content is uh, just perfection. Uh, 
to me, but <laughs> even if you didn't have the nostalgia for Super Mario 64, it doesn't come with the baggage like a lot of series do, right? You can just plop into this game and have fun with it. Mm. It's a Mario game. It's going to be fun. But yeah, I, I think it's hands down an easy recommendation as well. Yeah. No, 100% agree. Don't got any Mario lore character references. Pretty straightforward, you know? So I do want to ask you if you could add one more kingdom to this game, what would it be? But we need to talk about our favorite kingdoms before we could do that. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about the favorite kingdoms and then I'll, yeah, we can add in like the omission. I think there's a clear one that is missed. I don't know why it wasn't in the game. Oh, interesting. I, I think I wonder it, if we're going to sync up on this one. It starts with an H, so I'll just give you that hint. Okay, maybe. So, we're going to pick the top three favorite levels. Oh, gosh, do I love talking about levels? <laughs> I go back and forth on this one. My one and or my three and two, I like can flop them. See, mine, I, mine are my three and four. I kind of go back and forth on. Oh, your honorable mention that's not listed, All right? Yeah. But mine is Wooded Kingdom is number three. That is literally either my number three or four. <laughs> I still go back and forth. The music in this level is so freaking good. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's something. Uh, one of my people that I love playing Mario with, or not playing Mario, just talking Mario, they hate this level, and I just think it's so weird. I think this is one of the better levels. One, there's a whole below section that's crazy. Oh, there's a super like, high section, the flowers. The, well, there's the the T-Rex moment in the dark forested area that is like a jump scare almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. There's so much variety in this level, and I really like the capture mechanic of that enemy where you can stretch his legs and hey, go up. Can, can I tell you something funny about that one? <laughs> so... Have you ever done an inversion table? Like hanging up? No, hang I know up. what it is. Okay, so I had a I had a buddy, John, whose dad had one back in the day. And so we used to play on it and mess around with it. And now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, now I know why he <laughs> used to, his dad used to have one. I don't know what it is about this capture mechanic. Every time the extension of the legs would happen, I would think about the inversion table and my back getting stretched. And I was like, oh, this is so relaxing. <laughs> I literally, one time... Did it, and then just let my character fall back down <laughs> just to go up again. I was like, man, this is, like, pleasurable. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but, oh. Yeah, there's something. I do like the pop that you get after you done to oh, it. Yeah. A little hop you go. But I like the flower trails that you're following this level, the music, the weirdness of this level. There's a lot of verticality, which I always like. And, well, especially in Odyssey, they have a lot of vertical levels, which I enjoy. You know, using more mechanics that fit this particular Mario game. Yeah, agreed. No, that that, that again, that was a good level overall. Uh, I would say for my three or my third pick, I just feel like you can't not have this level because it's just so different. And it's going to be if you ask people about this game 15, 20 years from now, this is what they'll remember. And it's the metro, the metropolis. Yeah, Metro Kingdom. I just, it's one of those things. I wouldn't say by any means it's like fantastic. It's just so unique and fun to like, I love, I remember there was a specific moment where I was like, okay, I just got to get up to the tallest building possible. I didn't, I assumed there was probably a moon at the top of it, but like, I didn't know you couldn't see it. But there is something, there's like a parkour levelness to this where you'd get up and you'd just, long jump just to see if you could get somewhere else. I had so much random fun with all the nonsense in this level. And it was just, 
I don't know if from like a level design point, if it's like anything crazy special. I think it is because of the points, like, you know, being able to capture on those boingy things. Yeah. Like, and you're just <laughs> yeah. bouncing up. Oh my like, gosh, yeah. The strategy of looking at a building like, I think I can jump from this building, this building, yeah, using your hat and whatever. You know, it, I think, okay, that's a really good way of wording it. Because there was a part of me that was like, you know, I never used to think like, oh, I want to get to the top of that building. That wasn't how it was. It was always in my head. Once I was on a building, I was looking around the map and I'm like, I wonder how I get over there. And yes. there was a discoverability that was constantly happening with this map that oh, I just, I had a blast. And then there's all the obnoxious of stuff of just walking around <laughs> other humans. I know. It's so <laughs> weird. And there's so much weird stuff that you can do. You know, there's little areas you can go back into the shopping district and like go into buildings. It's just. And I would argue Strange. one of the coolest soundtracks is playing in the background with the guy, you know, the lady just singing or something. Like, yeah. it's just, it's such a, it's a vibe. I, I think there's, you could, I could argue or listen to say that Wooded Kingdom is probably overall a better level, but I'm not going to remember Wooded Kingdom 10 years from now. I'm going to remember Metro. I mean, I will because it's one of my favorite levels, <laughs> but I will also remember Metroid Kingdom. And that's. Even separated did from... You, did you just say Metroid Kingdom? Yeah, I probably did. Metro <laughs> Kingdom. Uh, that's separated from the amazing, like, let's say, celebration of Mario that you do. Like, doing the 2D stuff. Like, that's even separated off, like, just the level itself. Yes. That heightens it, obviously. Oh, yeah, but, 100%. You know, you go in there, it's super dark and stuff. It's so <laughs> random, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Uh, my number two is Metroid Kingdom. Metroid, <laughs> not Metro. <laughs> oh, this, this is interesting. So you have... Hmm. Okay. Now I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> yeah, so we have one in common so far. And yeah, everything you said, it it's a level. You're This is what made this game so popular in the trailers. It made it so popular when people are playing it. It's a very, very well-designed level. Okay. My, my number two, I'm trying to figure out how to word it right. I actually think it's a, there's bad segments in this level. I think it's too big. But how large it is. I had a lot of fun learning the roly-poly and the movement of Mario in this level. I learned to play a lot, and that is the Sand Kingdom. Interesting. The Between just the juxtaposition between the colorfulness of the little town that you got to see in the trailers and actually explore that to then this just gigantic upside-down pyramid that's in the middle of the level, but then there's like an oasis out in the middle of nowhere. There, it's a really good level. It's just... And the thing is, there's... It's it's got to be by far the largest level, I believe. Yeah, I would say so. There is so much just open space, which I will say, our open world Mario game mechanic we talked about, this gives me a little bit of worryfulness to it a little bit. <laughs> well, we talk about that in Bowser's Fury yeah. Season 1, Game 5, I believe. But that being said... I learned how to like keep my momentum going, and then you have like that like lion that you can run around with too, which, which is, is really cool. cool. Uh, there is just a lot in this level. It, it to me, this might be one of the ones outside of the top one. It was like a spectacle just to look at and be like, I'm oh, yeah. playing a Mario game, and like it's There's awesome. Something about the sand color they chose too. Yeah, like it's it like this reddish orange yeah. thing going on. Yeah, super cool. This is that kingdom is I could it, it was on my list top three and then it took it off so it's like four or five can i make a guess i'm not gonna say it can i make a guess i think we both have the same one because i i think it's just it's too impossible no i don't think so yeah <laughs> guess mine well no because <laughs> i don't give away mine my favorite level is the seaside kingdom fucking yes <laughs> <laughs> no way dude this level is goddamn perfect <laughs> 
<laughs> right? I cannot... <laughs> I, I I cannot say enough about this level. This level is amazing. The what is it? The 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 bubble squid freaking thing. Oh, movement of that is amazing, dude. This I think this might be my favorite Mario level. Period. I like. I did not think we were gonna sync up this well. And this is a water level. Uh, I right? hate water levels, <laughs> dude. Same. I was thinking the oh. same thing. I like. I like. I'm so happy right now. Uh, yeah. I, I love that I can share my excitement in this freaking level. I cannot begin to let you know how much I freaking love this map. Dude, the amount of pictures I've taken this level because the sunset and like the, it's. I think it's a really fun boss battle. I think they the, up the graphics in this level. Yeah, I'm convinced. yeah, I don't know. Like the layout of the level, the scenery just looks so cool. And there's enough diversity under the water, on the side of the cliffs. And the thing that does not, I, that I think was brilliant is the water level, there's two different levels to the water level. There's the one you can be just skimming along on the top and you can see like, oh, I want to go down there and grab those coins and look at the little fishies and all that fun stuff. But then there's the deep sections as yeah. well. And then of course, like you already brought up, there's a, a certain point you can get to where you your map, your camera kind of just looks up and there's that giant thing shooting the water font. Like oh it God. is so freaking beautiful. This, this level, I had such a blast playing. And it's, I, again, I can't reiterate. It's a water level. I hate water levels. <laughs> I mean, I have nostalgia for Jolly Roger Bay and Super Mario 64, which I think should be called Dire Dire Docks, but whatever. doesn't matter because the first time you hear that song, yeah, just, just now that's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the time. That's so good. But this made traversing a water level very fun. One, you get that fire flower where you just run across the water. Perfect. And there's just something about this. I don't know the the cadence of this level. I feel like I'm never stuck. Mm, the, the bubble squid. I don't know if that's a term. Yeah, it's, it's so it good. sounds like a freaking machine gun. <laughs> but like it, it. See, I'm stuttering just trying to think about it. The creativity and how, because again, there are points where there's a lot of room in between, like platforming sections. Once you get that, even like if you just want to be one of the fish and just swimming around is awesome too. Yeah. But that freaking bubble squid. The thing is, is its controls are perfect. I almost want them to make a racer in the next Mario Kart with this. Oh, interesting. Can you imagine a level like that? Oh, my God. The controls are so freaking tight and perfect. Yeah, the way you can, like, traverse and angle. And then the angle. boss battle is interesting, yeah, too, exactly. in this one. It's, it's like a callback to Mario 64, right? Isn't, is this the the fist guy, or is that the no, sand level? That is the sand level. Okay, I'm mixing it up then. So uh, This one's the squid that goes around. Oh, and yeah, that's right. You fly yeah. and smack Yeah, them. gotcha. Oh, it's so good though. That's what I do like the So I think a negative to this game is the brutals. I think you fight them a little too much. I enjoy their fights for the most part, but outside of that, the other bosses are way better. Like the the fist one from Toasterina, this one, uh the UFO from Wooded Kingdom. UFO is good, yeah. The giant dragon from oh, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great too. It's so random that's in this game. Yeah. I do like a lot of the other levels, though. But mm -hmm. yeah, Seaside Kingdom is in a whole nother plane. It is yeah. so freaking good. Like Th this, I'm telling you, like of all of, again, whenever another Mario Kart comes out, there's always, you know, it's littered with different Mario levels, and I'm sure there will be plenty of these within it. This needs to be a level in Mario Kart 9. And if you have not played this game, you need to play this game just for this level. 100%, yeah. Because you can watch somebody... The feeling you get capturing this creature and just exploring this level is unparalleled. 
unparalleled. I, I would definitely argue in Mario games, I'm always like, oh man, look at this. This looks really cool. Like there's a lot of good set pieces. I don't know if I've played a level that has a set piece like this one. I, and again, you talked about taking pictures all the time. I, there were multiple times I just would set the controller down and just like, I can't believe this is a Mar It's so beautiful, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so good. So, so good. Like, go on YouTube if you're not going to play the game and just look at this level. But you should play this game. Yes. What, before we get to the levels that you think are an omission, what levels didn't you like? I, I want to just kind of get a feel. Or what were the levels that were just okay? Which ones did you also really like? I don't know. List <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll... We'll go by the levels. That well, I uh, there was, uh, I mean, real quick, there was, uh, there was like the smaller, like I, I, the moon level seemed like it should have been good. It just did nothing for me. Really, I like that. level. Yeah, I don't know. It's just there wasn't enough. That's that's my category of good level. Okay, but not amazing. The intro level was absolutely terrible. I wouldn't say absolutely terrible, but not a good level. <laughs> uh, I think it was like the final two even. Uh, you didn't like the Bowser's world? Yeah, no, Bowser's was terrible. Uh, I wouldn't say terrible. <laughs> What was the one right before that? I, again, I, I don't have the list in front of me, so Mike's kind of helping me here. There was another small... There, there was a couple of really, really small maps that, like, they changed the color palette up and stuff like that. And I just... I literally didn't like a single one of them. Uh, did you like the level where you get... I think it's either after you beat the Dragon Boss where you fall down into the Lost Woods or something, Metro... When we get the glider, you get oh yeah, th that one. I would to me that's okay. I, again, see, and this is gonna you're gonna start seeing this. This is why I have a little bit of problem with the game. Is I really just think there is a really large difference. There's a whole bunch of okay to decent levels. I think you're more so good, uh, and then there's exceptional levels. I and wanted to love the winter level so much. I tried. Yeah, oh, yeah, I really did. Well, what about the? the really colorful like cooking level right Lunch like that, on, yeah that's an, another one where i was kind of like i wanted to like it did some things that were kind of good but I, I, th I think the first half of that level is good when you get towards going up yeah not as fun but i did love being a fireball that was yeah. great <laughs> uh <laughs> there were some exciting things there i mean i think canyon falls or whatever that's yeah, a great that, level that, no, yeah that's yeah I, I would i would categorize that like if, if it's out of 10 i'd give it like an eight out of ten that was yeah. a good level uh and i didn't care for the first water level that you, oh, go oh, to. you know the interesting thing about that one i was just going to bring that up is that level i was not a fan of but it did have there was a moment when you went underneath and there was like that indoor room you could look at that was also really cool yeah. like i can it, so like you're saying with the OST, I can hear that level mm -hmm. and the calmness of it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I did. I really like the zipper when you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was really yeah, cool. That, that was interesting. Yeah. But you're right. There isn't that. Like Toastarina is amazing. Wooded Kingdom, Metro Kingdom, Seaside, Canyon Falls. And then the moon for me is pretty good. But yeah, there's not a lot. Well, the thing that the thing with the moon level is, I think for the first, you know, like five ten minutes you're playing it, it's fun because it's such that a different mechanic. So yeah, good. and you know, especially I know we did. You there's the frog. You can turn into the frog <laughs> and just jump and just freaking fall forever, <laughs> and that's cool. But it just after that it was kind of eh. And so, the, and this is kind of why I said this at the beginning. It feels to me like there's about five or six pretty good levels but i think there's like 15 total maps or kingdoms right sounds right yeah yeah so that's like a third of the game so that that's, that's true it, it yeah. is a it yeah and when i think back to super mario 64 let's kind of go we're gonna go through this this is for us if you're still listening i uh, thank you so much <laughs> but like the, 
Bob's Battlefield. I mean, it just that's it's iconic. Great. Iconic. Great. Yeah. Uh, the second level, which is Fortress. I can't think of the. Oh, I was gonna uh, say Wooly's Fortress. That doesn't sound right. But. I know what level you're talking about, like with the screen, it, yeah. the, the, with the thing at the top, the giant yeah. smashy guy. Smashy guy. That's a great level. The first snow level is great. I mean, the first snow level. I, that's when I fell in love with penguins. <laughs> <laughs> dire, dire, no, not dire, dire. Uh, Jolly Roger Bay. When you go into the swim down, go through the hole, and you get into that cave, and you have to open up the treasure chest in Seaside Fountain. There's four treasure chests. It's the exact same order. I did it out of habit, and it was the exact same one. I was like, "That's cool. This, that, this, is, this is amazing. That this is a is, cool callback. I'll give you that. That's it. Will so for an example, right? When you beat the game, you talked about Peach's cat. You can return back to the kingdom there. Do you think it? One, I mean, it's nostalgia drop yeah, right away. But you know, this thing is also kind of cool. Is Yoshi is in literally the exact same spot? <laughs> it's beautiful, and then yeah. you can wear the Super Mario sixty four costume. Yep. Great. Which we'll we'll get to that. But we're going through the levels. I think Jolly Roger Bay is an, a decent level you, you overall. Th- it's a decent level with just an amazing soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then you go down to the basement, the Red Inferno level. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Or not, not amazing. It, pretty it, I think that's a. I think it's a good level. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the sand level, which is like the best level of oh, the entire game. Yeah. So good. And then you have an okay level with the... What is yeah, it? I would say. I think the, the sand level would probably be my favorite one in the entire yeah. game. The Black Goopy level. Um, oh yeah, I think that would probably be a weak point for me. Hazy Maze Cave. There we yeah, go. Yeah, that, one, that I, one's yeah. yeah. It's not a terrible level. There's just some weird design choices. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the, I guess before you went there, you could have gone to the Haunted Mansion, which I think is a great level. That's another really good level. Yeah. And then you go upstairs and you get uh, what is the one where you change the levels? I don't remember the water levels, which I used to that, hate that. That's a level. really good. I actually really like that. Yeah, level. I used you to hate that level. Aesthetically, but I love it. the look, I remember that was one of the levels when I was playing it as a kid, I was like, whoa, like, and again, you know, it's always relative, right? You go back and those maps are much smaller than what you think, but that one blew me away the first time I saw that map. And then you have the little big island, which is yep. fun and gimmicky and lots yep. of, I, I, again, I think the gimmick is awesome. It's, it's okay yeah. as a map. And then there's the second snow level, which I enjoyed. Quite a bit, actually. I like that one a lot. I'm kind of having a hard time remembering that Where one. Where you go up to the snowman at the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no. I remember that one now, yeah. That, that, it's not as good as the first one, but it's it's good. I think it's better, but yeah. We've okay. had, I feel like we've had this argument before. Yeah, we, we have, yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the upper levels, and then TikTok clock or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good level. It's a super that's a annoying frustrating level. <laughs> and then it's the worst level ever, and that's that Rainbow Road level. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. Magical... Yeah, no, forget it. Not a fan of that one either. But I also like all three Bowser levels too, going to them. I think it was, if I remember correctly, I think it was the second out of the three was I was aggravating for me. Like I struggled with some of the platforming, but yeah, they're, they're all fine. Yeah. So, I mean, pound for pound, level-wise, I would say Super Mario 64. Oh, 100%, 100% yeah. I, but I, again, the argument I would make is I think this... Yeah, Seaside. Kingdom I think is Seaside so good. may be the best, even of anything from Mario sixty four. Possibly, it's just it's unbelievable. Oh, I forgot the mushroom level too, but yeah, with the monkey okay. at the top. That's a that's a decent I, level. Yeah, that level's not bad. Tall Tall Mountain, maybe. Yeah. How do I remember these things? Sometimes well, you, I you do randomly play that game a lot, though. Yeah, but I just think about this sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, out of all those levels, what is a level that is missing? What's the omission? I think. 100% the glaring weakness is that they needed a haunted level. 
So 100%. Ruined Kingdom wasn't enough. No, no. I I, I agree. I, I wanted like Haunted Mansion, maybe with some like a barn and like some because you know explore it a little bit, have like a haunted forest, maybe so give me some of the ghosts. Like there was just so like. That was such a glaring omission for me. I was disappointed that wasn't in the game. I kept waiting for it to pop up. Yeah, because it's such a... It's almost in every game. I feel like it's a staple, and I... Yeah. Do you I, think... I thought about this when you asked me this question. Do you think they did it because of Luigi's Mansion 3 was in production? And I don't... That seems so stupid, but do you think they want that to be the Luigi thing? So yeah. they take it away from the mainline Mario? I mean, I can definitely see them thinking, like, I, I can understand that would make sense, and maybe that's 100% what it was, or they just wanted to try some new things, which they clearly do with this game. It uh, worked, yes. I, it worked, yes, but I think, it to me, Mario needs to have a haunted level. Like, you have your ghosts, those need to be in your games. Now, this would be a very big stretch. Like you said with the haunted house, a like ghost world of some kind... I think it'd be cool if they combined and did like a Yoshi's Island slash Sunshine Delfino Plaza type thing. One, you could do some interesting enemy types and one, you could have Yoshi in it, which is an omission in this game. I do love me some Yoshi, even though he wasn't in Super Mario 64 really at all either. But I also think you could do... Delfino Plaza was a really good location. Yeah, right? Yeah. That, that hub world was fun and you could really work with that. I feel like we already have a beach level with Seaside. I feel like it could be different enough where it could be this two part. Like it's a beach, but then you go into the Yoshi stuff and maybe you can even well, do that get fuzzy level, you know, well, where you touch those things yeah. and go dizzy. Like oh that'd be God. great. Well, the, the fun thing, and this is why having a quote unquote open world with maybe a hub could have, could be something interesting to explore is you could almost have where you have that level and then seaside is the beach section or something like that. <laughs> And so that you can, when you're at Seaside, you can constantly see the background of the other level or vice versa. And right there, you have now reinvigorated me. Because when we were talking about the Toasterino, you're like, you know, the open world stuff, maybe that's not going to work. You do something like this. <laughs> <laughs> you got me hooked on an open world Mario game. You know, that's actually the funny thing, right? Is that's why you have to plan it out correctly. I think the ability to have, while you're in one map, seeing the other map that you can just freely walk to if done correctly, would be really, really cool. Or you, you know, you pop in a warp pipe and you get there. Yeah, but or... again, that's why I can't. I'm still going back and forth. I can't decide whether or not I like the hub-based Super Mario 64 style or if truly open world. It, there's a part of me that wants to just let Nintendo try it once, just to Absolutely. see what magic they can pull, because I trust them 100%. But I feel like I'd be more comfortable in a hub-based one. The beautiful part is we always have Super Mario 64. And Galaxy, which you haven't played, to come back to for that. But yeah, like I said, I want them to experiment and whatever. Would you be against them ever doing like a full-on like remastering of Super Mario 64? Or do you think they should just leave it in the past? I mean, they did that bundle, right, for the Switch 3D All-Stars, and they, they didn't really do much to that's, it. That's what I'm saying, like legitimately like brought I, it back. You know, I, I think I would, yeah. Okay. But I don't know. But again, that would probably pull away from them working on, you know, th th this that argument, right? Yeah, exactly. You never know. I Actually, yeah, I would rather have them just make something new. I will always have that fault and all. It's still perfectly flawed in my p opinion. You I know, love that game. You know what I'm just realizing? Outside of, obviously, we just witnessed Super, uh, Metroid come back or with their remastered version. But for the most part, Nintendo-based games, the idea of remasters for them don't seem to get me as excited because the art style in a lot of their games just kind of works where I feel like 
the industry yeah. the industry gets really excited about a lot of like Sony and PlayStation games that are like, oh my gosh, they're bringing this back and they're upresing it, even though it was only out like five years ago. Where <laughs> Nintendo, it's like they just don't need to do it. Yeah, they do like you know Wind Waker and HD, yeah, or Twilight Princess and HD, but nothing like catastrophically different yeah. about it. They don't change much. It's interesting. I don't, I don't know if catastrophically would be the correct. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like change it or do so much to it that you're like, wow, this yeah. makes a lot more sense. I mean, if I saw Super Mario 64 in the Odyssey engine, I'm sure I'd love it. Yeah, well, 100%, but they'd probably break the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would make it work, you know? Yeah. So another game that you did love from hearsay in our Bowser's Fury episode was Super Mario 3D World, which that is more straightforward, kind of like they took the 2D Mario and just put it into 3D. They're slightly open wo- open areas, we'll call them, for levels. Not a lot of exploring because you still have the timer. Do you like that or do you prefer this Super Mario Odyssey slash 64, I would say? So I guess I would word it like this. Of all the Marios I've played, and I understand, listen, send me your emails. I don't like Mario 1, 2, 3, World. I'm just not. They, they're cute for little bits and times. I'm just not what? a big fan. Just shush. <laughs> The three Mario 3D World, like that mechanic, is clever. I like that. But my enjoyment, fa- I have never played a 3D Mario that I haven't liked. And so I feel like just naturally, I tend to vibe more with those. You can have, now again, one of my biggest problems with Mario games is there's three things. Pacing, controls, and the camera, right? Which you can kind of put those two together. 2D solves that. So I technically probably should like those games. <laughs> but... I, nothing about me ever makes sense when it comes to my like liking of certain genres of game. So I think I would still lean towards... I like the open, just free, just run around, do what I want Mario type games and the discovery of them better still. But Mario 3D World is a fantastic freaking game. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll what let you? you... I do... I mean, I love Super Mario World. That's one of my... It's a huge nostalgia game. If you had to rank... Like, if you were to say you're not, I'm not going to make you pick, but like your favorite Mario game of all time, is it a 2D or 3D game? Generally 3D. Okay. I mean, Super Mario World breaks that a little bit. Uh, people love 3. I do like 3. Well, 3, 3 and World, I feel like, are talked about as yeah, like it's the best potentially ones. the top ones ever. And I think World's hands down better. But it is easier, and some people like the challenge of 3, and there's, there's a lot of charm that 3 has, but mm. World, to me, is above that. But yeah, it's for me it's the 3D one, it's 64 in Galaxy. Gotcha. But this is really good too. Odyssey. Odyssey is fun. Every single time I play this, I'm like, so, oh, this is okay, fun. So then just to clarify though, you like Galaxy more than this one. Yes. <laughs> you slumped down when you said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Alright. Cool. So that answers. Is this the best 3D Mario game? I think it it has some of the best aspects of a 3D Mario game. It's still not my favorite. Outside of nostalgia and all that, yes, because I mean, yes, I grew up playing Super Mario 64. I did not grow up playing Galaxy. I got to that a little bit later. Love that game. I came back <laughs> to that game. You have to keep saying, you have to quit saying all that, Jazz, because every time you do that, I hear your dog slightly perk up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, doggo. And I assume this is not your favorite. Mar- you do like 64 still better? Yeah. Even if it's more dated, which is. Well, yeah. So, and again, it all comes down to. 
pacing and just overall level. Like it's really hard for me to jump into any of the paintings slash worlds in Mario 64 and not enjoy it. Like it's, I know there's going to be fun. There are lots of times I have to scroll and skip past some of the maps or kingdoms in this game. I would, yeah, I would probably have to agree with you. And I'm sure there's somebody like, dude, the Super Mario 64 levels suck. Your nostalgia. You could be right, but I hundred percent. I'm sure that's the case. I, I mean, that's why I think Sunshine Galaxy, uh, those games, I probably should give more of a serious shot, especially on Galaxy. Because I think that those levels, it'll be like the improvements from Mario 64 to them with some more good level variety that maybe they went a little bit too far with in Odyssey. Well, maybe we'll find out someday. But you should play Super Mario Odyssey. And here's some quick bits before we have our final question of this season in game form. I did talk to you about 993 moons in my previous file, so close to that 100% completion. Maybe someday. Uh, hearing Mario talk to you, though, I love it. Just like from Super Mario 64 <laughs> the first time, he says, hello. And this one, he, he, he talks to you. How did you... You're 993. How, like Someone like you, for like a collector type person, like I'm the same way at times, clearly not with this game though, but how, you're like seven to... like I think it's six or seven away. Yeah. How, how, how do you just not I feel just like got I got frustrated? There's this one, that, <laughs> the stupid sheep one where I have to like guide a sheep to a certain part. I just died so many times. I'm like, <laughs> screw this. I'm done. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Fossil Canyon is the great true first level. We've talked about that. And yeah, that's, we've already talked about all my other quick bits. So I'm not going to bore you with a repeat. So Larry, give it to me. Season finale. Last question. Okay. Michael. We obviously know the Mario and Zelda franchises are absolutely massive. And both of those franchises really, I can't even think of better examples, revolutionized the switch from 2D to 3D with yeah. Legend of Zelda Ocarina or Ocarina of Time and obviously Super Mario 64, which we keep referencing. So for you, I guess not, not personally, for the industry, which one do you think was more impactful of those two? Which one had the larger just overall impact on the way people looked at games? So I think the obvious answer is actually the wrong answer. I think most people would say Ocarina of Time, mm -hmm. Zelda, because that is such a one. It's like one of the highest rated games on Metacritic. It's up there. Everybody talks about that moment. But Super Mario 64, I feel like made so many people realize, oh, we have to shift gears now. Like mm. everybody tried to copy him. Sony's like, oh, you know, I mean, they were supposed to be working with Nintendo, but that's when we got Bubsy, we got Spyro, we got all this stuff that was an answer to Mario. Yeah. And they changed the whole plane. Like, you, off the first get-go, off the bat, they got it right, which is astounding. Yes, th that's the incredible part. And I actually think I'm going to, I would, I'm actually agreeing with you here because my answer, I kind of had literally the exact same thought process. I initially went with Zelda and I was thinking to myself, the difference though is like Zelda to me and who knows? I don't know if this is true. It feel it felt like it's definitely a higher budget game. Yeah. And so because of that, there was more expectations. Where with Mario, I think the thing it did to the industry was like, oh, wow, we could start seeing a lot of this style game pop up all over the place. The shock and awe. Yeah. Was, yeah. And it probably gave a lot of even middling developers like, oh, okay, we could we need to start doing our, making our platformers like this. Where with Zelda, it was like, 
yeah, it was a massive change, but at the same time, it was kind of like you knew just looking at it as like, man, they spent a lot of money. Maybe we can't do this sort of thing. But that then leads me into which one do you think is the better game? For me, uh, it's Super Mario 64. And there's one reason and one reason I think it's more fun to play. I think Ocarina of Time is probably a better game, has more going on. There's just, there's a magic to that game that is very hard to like succinctly put into words, but like the time jump and how different it felt from everything mm. else on the system at that time too. But Super Mario 64, it's just fun to play. It just feels so good to move Mario around. Like the simplest thing of knowing that how far you push on the analog stick makes you do different moves. And Mario can't just, you know, turn around instantly. He has to do a little tiny circle. Yep. Like he just feels like a character that you're actually manipulating. Yeah, you're you're taking the fun out of this because I think you said it exactly how I have it written down for my response. It was basically that I 100% think that Zelda Ocarina of Time is the better game. I, I actually don't know if you can really argue that too much. I think Mario 64 for me personally is just a more fun game. I, I think it's even potentially a more satisfying game to play for me personally. And, I, and yeah. maybe some of it comes to that, down to the fact that I've beaten Super Mario 64. I haven't beaten Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Because you don't like Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there is, when we were talking in the previous episodes, we were talking about Contra, and there's a, this feeling of satisfaction about beating a stage. And I feel like Zelda has that with temples. You, like, you feel good about completing them and figuring it out. There is a lot of... When we talked about Minish Camp, about like you see what you need to do, but you you have X, Y, and Z you have to do beforehand. That f comes through a lot more than most Zelda games. Yes. I feel like. Yep. I mean, maybe not most Zelda games, but it's not hidden as well. Mm. Yeah. It, well, and you know, f funny enough too, the thing with uh, Zelda was that's one of the only games where I actually kind of like the fishing mini game in that one because they did it right, and I feel like at the same time though I should hate on Zelda because I think that started. Developers thinking they need to put fishing in every single freaking game on planet Earth. Like, I'm waiting for a racing game to just add in fishing Here's for no reason. While you're waiting between the <laughs> <Yeah. lab. laughs> But okay, this is the part that I want to hear from you the most. Because I think this is the trickiest add-on to this question. If you had to change history, and based on the games that have released since, which one of the franchises do you want to have forced to always stay 2D? And then which of the franchises do you want to go 3D? So, example, just to make sure this is not too confusing for the listeners, if Mike ch chooses Mario and he wanted all the 3D games, that would have meant, you know, we still get Sunshine, we got Galaxy, you know, we got Odyssey here. But that would then mean that Zelda, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, they did it once, it was great, and then they always went back to 2D. And so you never get Breath of the Wild. You never Majora's get... Mask. You never, yeah. yeah. Tears of the Kingdom... Honestly, I can't pick. I've, I've thought about this because I love Super Mario World. I love 64 and Galaxy. I really, I like uh, Odyssey a lot. It's really good. It's an amazing game. I love the Minish Cap from Zelda. But Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the... That change is so freaking good. And I love Majora's Max weirdness and oddity. Like, I could never pick. Mike, uh, you, come on. This is the last episode of the season. I know. I this just, is a hypothetical... I, <laughs> You just have to be like, even if it's like 99% one way over the other, you just, you gotta, or like 
49.99, There isn't though. Like I, I've thought about this <laughs> for days, and I, I think I, I, think I wrote in here. I can't choose. I just, I just, I think that's what I wrote. Let okay, me well, my I answer no. It's not that I can't choose. I won't pick. That's my. <laughs> that's my. <laughs> your stubbornness of just your love yeah. for these two franchises. Yeah. I just, yeah. I said Mario 3D, and then Zelda. Like that was my 3D. initial thing, but what Ocarina of Time did too. Like, and then I get Majora's Mask, which is such a weird game it's such a weird sequel on that system it's just so cool there's a lot of people who like that one better than ocarina of time yeah just for the weirdness and the difference like i feel like the dungeons are not as good but like the what i love about that game is the character interactions and all that that that's by far like one of the best zeldas in that regard then i can't live without 64 i can't live without galaxy Okay, Kidding brother. Me? You know what? It, I, this will be like the. I will not let you do this next season. I love you. I know these are your two, just like one of your shining gems <laughs> yeah, on the I Nintendo. Can't, I can't do it. I, I won't make you do it. So I'll just say, like I said, I I would go. Mario can be 3D, and then you can forget about Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. No. That would that would be. But a then sad you can, day you, in history. But then you can also forget, at least for me, all the you know Minish Cap. You, it's just a fine. You, <laughs> don't worry about it. I love Minish Cap. Shout out to episode or yeah, episode one, game one. Yeah, all that, the way that back was where we started. One. But this was the final game for this season. What a doozy to end on, man. This is this was a great conversation. One that went everywhere. We compared it to a bunch of things, but what you should know, Seaside Kingdom, man. Woo! Yes. Whoa. Yes. Play that game, play some Mario, but most of all, which is funny because we we did talk about this, it's okay to have a game that's just fun. It doesn't have to 100%. be the most groundbreaking game ever, it doesn't have to be the most serious, the most politically charged, the most diverse thing ever. I don't know what else you can, acronym you can throw in there. I, well, I acronym, feel like the, adjective. I feel like the perfect way to say it is not every game can be your favorite game you've ever played, and that's okay because most won't be. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So go have some fun. 